Hi, this is Mark Kermode. Welcome to this special podcast celebrating the British Film Designers Guild 12th BFDG Production Design Awards supported by Ben. The awards will take place at the Londoner Hotel on Saturday the 18th of February and on this podcast we're looking at the Peter Lamont Spotlighting New Talent Award supported by Netflix. This is an award which is designed to encourage and celebrate new talent within the industry. In a moment we'll hear from three nominees for the Peter Lamont Spotlighting New Talent Award but first a word from the BFDG chair. The awards are important just for recognizing all the incredible hard work that we do, the varied tasks that we do. Production design is so crucial to not only the look and the feel of the film, but the narrative, the journey that the characters go on and the audience goes on as you're watching. We can uh, infiltrate somebody's mind and just the color theory and the vibe of the story that's going on. It's a crucial part of the filmmaking process that oftentimes is invisible because if we're doing our job right, you don't notice that we're there. It just seems like it's a natural environment, but that never happens. You don't, you don't walk into a natural environment. We make it. The fairies come in the night and that's us. I'm really proud to have been associated with the British Film Designers Guild Award for a few years now. Even in the brief period that I've been connected to it, it seems to me that the profile of the awards has got larger. Well, it's great that you've noticed that as well. I mean, it is a group effort. A lot of us have come to this decision of, yeah, actually, we should educate. We should let people know what's going on. There's lots of talks that are happening. You, yourself, I watch your shows and you always make a mention. I mean, it's, it's really nice to hear things that have been discussed during the awards come in your shows and in your reviews. I think also with all the different streaming platforms and all the different mediums that's out there it's become a lot more user friendly you don't have to be a film aficionado to really understand all the nuances uh, you know there's so much talk out there like a lot of people are talking about the craft and our awards i mean every time we have a the gala it just gets better and better doesn't it mark yeah. i love getting dressed yeah. up and hobnobbing and finally <laughs> you know shaking off the dirt and putting a frock on every single year i think we build a little bit more excitement and it just gets bigger and better so one of the most striking things about the british film designers guild awards is At last year's awards, there was a lot of talk about needing to bring in new talent, about the fact that if people wanted to get into the film industry, which people often think is a, you know, an impossible thing, we want to work in film, but how? Actually, in design, there is a real need to bring people into the industry. Is that need starting to be recognised? Yes, it is, Mark. There is definitely a need for a new infiltration of crew. There is so much content being created and there just aren't enough really qualified people to go along. The path, the journey to become a designer, to become qualified art directors doesn't necessarily come from school. There's horses for courses. There's so many different ways to get this information and to to follow independent filmmaking, commercials, online media, new media, branded content. There's a lot of different ways um, that you don't necessarily have the same skill set for each thing. So there's a lot of transferable skills. And we're trying to reach out to people who might not have the ability to go to an expensive university or a film school where you have to take four years off of your life and not earn any. Um, We want to 
reach out to different people to say, look, you've been a waitress, you're really good at working under pressure and double tasking. And I mean, there's, there's, you know, that's just one example, but there's a lot of different other jobs where your skills could actually come in handy, where you're thinking, it's critical thinking, you're thinking outside of the box and you're being creative. Those are the main cruxes of being able to be successful at this. And we're really trying to reach out to new people in varied ways that aren't typical. Tell me about the Peter Lamont Spotlighting New Talent Award supported by Netflix. What is the award and what's the aim of it? The aim of this award is to recognize some of the new people that are coming into the industry who might not have high profiles in what their work is. Those of us who have been in the industry for a while, who have a vantage point to see what's going on, we see these people who are just dipping their toe into it and we recognize real star power. We can see right away that these people are gonna go far and we want to illuminate that now to give them that confidence and uh, to broaden their profile to other people so they can be encouraged, they could be helped along and just recognized for that you know intrinsic quality that they're already starting to show. I really like it when new people are coming along and they're just shining. I, I really want to help them and to let everybody know how awesome they are. And tell me about Peter Lamont and why it's his name on this award. Peter Lamont is one of the best names in production design. When you think of an English designer or a worldwide designer, his body of work from Bond to Titanic to just all sorts of things that you could think of. Every film crew person or film student looks at his work and thinks this is the greatest, this is the best. But what they might not know about him is that he had a word for everybody. He had a smile for everybody. He was so warm and welcoming and uh, it was quite essential with uh, British Film Designers Guild for years and years and years. And it's that essence, that ethos, reaching out and making it a community effort, making us all one big family. He embodies that. So it's the perfect name to be able to put on finding new people and highlighting them as well, spotlighting our new talent. You mentioned these huge projects he worked on, Bond, Titanic, and yet the thing that he had a reputation for was that he was always encouraging newcomers to the industry, that he was never aloof. Correct. That's a great way of summing up what I've just faffed around saying. (laughs) (laughs) Blair, tell me something about Netflix and their involvement in the award. Well, Netflix is sponsoring this award. Uh, They're absolutely perfectly poised for this. They're very vested in British filmmaking and approaching things in a very grassroots community way. They're very forward thinking, very now. And we recognize that and we really appreciate that approach. So they're absolutely perfect to to have this award in their name. The thing that seems exciting to me is that we're at a period in which there are a huge number of new distribution platforms opening up. And what the British Film Designers Guild Award uh, and Netflix are doing is saying, yes, but that has to grow from grassroots. If we're going to produce all this content, it has to have a skill set built in order to produce it. And I think that's what your awards are trying to do, to say we need to build a grassroots kind of education and encourage people to come into the industry because we have an infinite number of outlets, but that's no good if we don't have the grassroots talent. Absolutely correct. We need to communicate with each other. It needs to come from within and it's all about learning and not making yourself unavailable and not fronting so much that everybody thinks you're perfect and they can't do it. I mean, I want to start a 
whole series of my spectacular failures where people come on and they're not like, oh, I did this. This is great. Look how wonderful this is. And aren't I wonderful? I want to go, okay, this is the point where everything went wrong and I lost my job. And here's what happened. And just kind of unpacking that. Not only does it make everybody else have confidence on the inside and say, oh, okay, well, actually, uh, you know, I, I can relate to this. I feel the same way. Is that it makes everybody realize that we're all in this together and everybody's got something to learn and that there's no one clear path. Nobody's perfect. I mean, th- this whole industry, filmmaking industry, there is definitely, uh, you know, there are rules and regulations and lots of education that you should know. But I don't feel like you should be disqualified for not following a certain path. There's so much to learn from people, and I want to bring everybody into the fold. I love the idea of learning from your mistakes. I remember when I first started out as a journalist, I was working at the New Musical Express, and I talked to somebody who said, yeah, well, I'm the person who, in their review of Michael Jackson's Thriller, said, this is never going to fly. <laughs> That's wonderful. Uh, I've made a great success of failing. I'm really excellent at it now. Every single time I make a mistake and make a failure, I'm like, okay, well, that's one step closer to a success. Thank you very much for that opportunity. And I learned something about myself and I just don't do that again. But you have to share. You can't hide this. You know, you can't cover it up and say, I'm perfect all the time. And the more and more we become a community effort and embrace new people and embrace their way of learning and other perspectives and other backgrounds and just there's so many different diverse ways of just existing on this planet and we have to make them all autonomous with each other to bring them all in together as you know as a democratic kind of way of existing that's just the only way we can learn from each other i think it's brilliant um for people you know entering the industry to hear what you're saying and i also think it's absolutely uh, in the spirit of the award that we're celebrating so let's meet some nominees for the peter lamont spotlighting new talent award Katie Mazurik. I am currently a junior draftsman and I have been an art department assistant for most of my early starting career in the film industry and I'm thoroughly enjoying it so far. I'm Matilda Beard. Um, I'm currently working as a drafts person but I think at the time of being nominated I was a junior drafts person and before that an assistant and a runner. I think I've been working since about 2018 on films and TVs and a few commercials and yeah, enjoying it. Hi, I'm Rachel Neal. I'm currently in Vietnam, so apologies if anything cuts out. Um, I kind of jump between a lot of different areas. I've done a lot of graphic design in the last year and a half. I've done a lot of stuff as art department assistant. And on my next job that starts in a few weeks when I'm home, I'm going on to do action prop buy, which will be slightly different, but exciting to try something new. Can you all tell me what advice you would give to people who are thinking about coming into design? Because obviously this award is about celebrating rising talent and you are at the forefront of that. What would you say to anyone who was interested in getting into production design? I would just say draw as much as you can, explore different areas and don't be afraid to get on that phone and call up art directors, anyone that could possibly give you a job or work experience definitely work experience is good if you're not quite sure what area you want to go in whether it be props set deck art department just do work experience no one's going to judge you when you do it you know it's brand new to you it'll really help you get an idea of what you possibly want to do by just doing that first i'd say the same as katie i think work experience is the most important thing just try out every department that you can and you might see what's for you 
and just contact as many people as you can, see if anyone is looking for any work experience people and it's good. I'd say as well, it can sometimes be quite hard to get work experience if you don't have a portfolio. So what I did a lot of was you can develop, you can draw, you can make little graphic props and things that you can show as an example without having actually necessarily worked in a production itself, just to give you an idea of your skill set and it might open the door a little bit easier. So tell me something about your own personal stories. Rachel, for example, how did you first get into the industry? So I got a degree. I've got a degree in film production, but it was a pretty generic overview of, you know, everything from directing to camera to sound. And I never really stumbled upon art department until my final year. But my story's ridiculous. My first job I got because I served an art director at a sandwich in my little like Saturday <laughs> job. And they were filming and I somehow got on and shadowed her. And then it's kind of snowballed from there. I think in a way, everybody's own path is slightly strange. But I love the idea that it came from serving a sandwich. But it sounds to yeah, me like the I key thing there is that you saw an opportunity and you grabbed it. Yeah, totally. It was a scary conversation and I kind of had to kick myself... And my colleagues kicked me to actually have the initial conversation. Thank God I did, because I wouldn't I wouldn't have any of the jobs I've had now if I hadn't had that first interaction. So it's yeah, I guess that is another tip is to just jump on. If you meet anyone in any walk of life at any point, is just to have that initial chat. Katie, I could see you nodding enthusiastically when we were talking about grabbing the opportunity. Why is that significant? Well, it's like there's just so many things you can do. Um, I mean, one thing that you start doing is like making tea for a lot of the <laughs> art department. And just by making that cup of tea, you get to go and talk to the art director or the propman and you get to discuss how they're making things, discover new tricks of the trade. And um, yeah, just be open and doing those different experiences. You never know what you could end up doing, but having that conversation and meeting different people really does help. <laughs> and what was your first experience of the industry, Katie? I did some work experience on Cats and quite a few other films as well and it was just really good fun because we were making lots of like oversized props and just using different materials as well and you just got to think how can I make that and it was just a really good fun process and feeding off each other as well the other people giving me ideas and yeah it was really good. (laughs) Matilda what were your earliest experiences in the industry? Well um, my dad's in the industry so it's kind of all I've ever known but I always wanted to be in the art department. I suppose going to work with him when I was younger, if I had a day off school, I'd always say, please, you know, bring me with you. And I couldn't believe that it was something that you could do as a job because it just seemed such fun, basically designing anything from fantasy or whatever in someone's imagination. So always knew that's what I wanted to do. And then eventually I went to Nottingham Trent to do the film design course there and then started working after that, just contacted different people and then hoped to get a call back. You talk about sort of being enchanted by the industry at an early age and thinking, Mm. you know, I can't even imagine doing it, but I'm somehow caught up in the magic of it. What is that magic about? I think think it's the idea that you really can, you know, doing set design and all of that, you can design anything that's not possible in the real world because somebody's written it into a script and we're the people that basically can make it happen and we can design all these places that you'd never find, would never exist, so... No, it's it's really enjoyable and feels very special. And Matilda, what's the greatest challenge you've faced so far? God, I don't know. I think I think sometimes just trying to find your next job can be a challenge in itself. I, <laughs> I know. Yeah, I finished a job in spring, and it took me several months over the summer to be able to find a job. Just nobody was crewing up, or job after job went down. I think that's the biggest challenge I've faced. Other than that, I think I've had pretty 
easy time at work. I've worked for some really lovely people that have been so helpful and really, you know, try and support and guide you. And yeah. Rachel, what's your biggest challenge been? I think for me, you guys seem like you're quite direct and focused in one area. I know that I love working in the art department, but I don't feel like I've quite yet found my exact like tunnel of the the route I'm going to go down. I've got an idea in my head. So what I've been doing is each role I've been doing in each production has been slightly different. So the challenge there is every job you start, it's kind of you're starting afresh. You've obviously learned from the people you've watched that have done that role before, but it's a case of walking into each, your first day of every job being like, okay, I need to try and figure this out again from a slightly different angle. But the nice thing is then you're all, I mean, you're always working towards the same end goal, but just from a slightly different route, if that makes sense. Katie, Rachel thought that uh, that you and Matilda seemed more focused on what you were doing. Is that the case? Um- I think so. I mean, in the arts department, you also end up drawing for set deck and props. So it does kind of uh-huh. go into different areas, which is quite nice because you get to go and you might be drawing, you know, like a door detail and then you might be drawing a really intricate prop that's going to be used by the main character. So it is really fun and different at times. Um, I think challenge wise, um, sometimes approaching new software can be quite tricky um, <laughs> and you have other, other people around you as well who can give you tips and ideas. And if you're ever not quite sure, just go down to construction and say, how would you build this? And then they would give you some ideas. And for me particularly, I would draw it first and then go, does this look anything like what it should be and then they'll say you know do it this way or give me some advice so that's really handy that idea about asking for advice katie is the industry supportive has your experience of it been positive and have you been supported and helped i'd say most definitely i've been fortunate to be with the same team for quite a few films now and tv shows and it's everyone's really nice and encouraging and very talented as well and just to be able to go and ask them for anything that I'm struggling with they're all very open and um, same with different departments again construction props they're all very nice to talk to and I do feel everyone that I've met are like that are very supportive as long as you are open and you want to learn then yeah I think it's supportive. Matilda have you found it supportive and friendly? Yeah, completely. I mean, I think almost everything you learn on the job, Rob, you know, you can't read these things in books or anything like that. And so everything that you pick up along the way is from other people and they've had the same journey. They want to help you out. Yeah, it's just learning as you go. I've worked with, yeah, the same as Katie, the same team, quite a few jobs and then constantly returning to the same people. But they've, um, they've been really good to me. And Rachel, is that mirrored by your experience? You know, you've described sort of moving around a little bit more, but have you found the environment supportive for the most part yes I had a a bit of a wobble right at the beginning um but since then I've had the most amazing supportive teams I've worked with quite a few different teams at this point one in particular for a couple of jobs that have been unbelievably supportive I know I could ask absolutely anything at any point and yeah they've kind of shaped the way I think and work and yeah. When I was talking to Blair earlier, we were talking about the importance of um, embracing your mistakes and embracing your wobbles and embracing the things that go wrong. Can you tell us anything about the wobble and how you overcame it? I was lucky that the majority of my team were unbelievably supportive. So it was very much a team we just pushed through and got it done. But I think I doubted myself for a little while. It definitely took a lot of building back up to being like, okay, I can do this. Like people are employing me to do this. Like I must be able to in some, you know, to some degree. So I learned a lot about self-belief and actually pushing through. I spent a lot of time 
you know, at home alone at night, wheedling away, kind of really brushing up on the skills that I maybe was doubting myself on. So yeah, I think it's that. I think it was just kind of persevering. I'll tell you this. I'm 60 years old. I wrote my first film review when I was uh, 21, I think. I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> I have absolutely no idea what I'm doing. And there is not a night that I do not go to bed and think, you are a complete charlatan and you are making this stuff up as you go along. <laughs> and yet, in a way, I think it's the kind of, is the expression, fake it till you make it. Or in my case, just keep going forward. And as long as you keep moving forward, <laughs> it'll all somehow work out. I want to ask each of you how important it is to be nominated for this award and why it's significant. So, Let's start with you, Katie. What's the nomination like and why is it important? It's a similar thing as what you've just said, that you do have doubts sometimes that, oh, people are going to figure out that I can't actually do this. <laughs> you have that imposter syndrome sometimes, but then it's just a nice reminder to show that actually, no, people do believe me and I can do the job. So even though I, I do the drawings, you know, every other day that I, when I produce them, it's just a nice little reminder that, no, other people do see that in me too. And I've got to keep my, remind myself of it as well. Matilda? I was really honoured to be nominated. I think we do all have imposter syndrome and I think just knowing that somebody believes in you and has put you forward for it, and no, it means it means a lot. I'm very, very grateful for it. And Rachel? Yeah, Matilda mentioned the imposter syndrome thing. I think I suffer with that pretty intensely. So for someone to kind of put your name out there and to kind of be shouting your corner, it was really touching and it kind of makes all the work that you've done in the last few years I mean with through the pandemic or everything we've done it makes it really worth it and it's like okay maybe I am okay at this. <laughs> just to bring this to a close you know I started by asking you what you would say to people that were interested in coming into the industry and one of the themes of the British Film Designers Guild Award over the past years that I've been involved in it has been growing the skill set has been attempting to create an environment in which you know, people are encouraged to learn the skills that are important for the film industry. And people aren't, you know, put off the idea, oh, I couldn't possibly work in that area. Yes, you could. Yes, you could. But you do need to start learning the skills. So I'd like to kind of return to that as a sort of final thing. What would you say to somebody who's, you know, listened to this discussion and thought, wow, that sounds like a fantastic job. That sounds really fascinating with all the ups and downs and all the imposter syndromes. What's the one piece of advice you would give to somebody out there hearing this who, you know, maybe they've come through an academic route, maybe they haven't. Are we in a positive environment to nurture that talent? And Rachel, I'll start with you. Yeah, I think we absolutely are. I think it's a case of throwing yourself into it when you do get your foot in the door, which it can take some time. But the minute your foot's in that door, it's throwing yourself into absolutely everything, 110% whether it's making the tea, whether it's, you know, helping draw that door detail, whether it's running out and helping the petty cashier prop some things for a set that the last minute shooting the next day. I think it's just throwing yourself in full speed ahead and being a nice human being while you do it. <laughs> <laughs> Matilda, being a nice human being is important. <laughs> yeah, definitely agree with that. I think when you're starting out, you've just got to be keen to do everything, even if it is just, you know, boring tasks. Just enjoy it, observe everything that's going on, ask people how they got into it, their tips and all of that. And definitely, if you can, start trying to learn to draw early. Just download any drawing software. There's so many out there. And start teaching yourself as much as you can. Very good. Katie? Yeah, don't be afraid. Just put yourself out there. 
give it a go. And um, even if you've got quite a lot of skills, maybe in architecture, and you want to start out in the film industry, don't be afraid to start as an assistant and do those things to learn how it all works first and just to, you know, throw yourself in and really enjoy it and well thank you so much for your time it's been a pleasure speaking to you and i think that what you're saying is really encouraging it really does seem to suggest that you know that we are in a good place to grow and uh develop new talent and because with all the sort of the outlets that we have now there's more and more stuff being made but none of it is going to get made if we don't have that talent in the first place thank you very much congratulations on all your nominations and uh, i wish you all the best and i hope we meet in person as opposed to virtually in the future thank you, thank so you very much, much. Well, that's it from us. Thanks so much for listening to this podcast, focusing on the Peter Lamont Spotlighting New Talent Award, supported by Netflix, at the 12th BFDG Production Design Awards, supported by Ben. If you want to find out more about the awards or about British film design in general, go to BritishFilmDesigners.com. That's BritishFilmDesigners.com. Thanks for listening. Listener.